everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Thai guy, and guess who's back? It's Matt Fourier. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me back on. <laughs> well, you know, this is, uh, you know, I don't know if you call it a regular thing. Well, I guess it is the uh, no subject. Uh, yes. And extravaganza. And I know you guys have some ideas. Well, it took a while to have these ideas because the last one we did was in June. So well, time goes by pretty fast. We, you know, have done a lot in the meantime. Yes. So, and also, Matt, I know you want to talk about the World Cup for a second. Well, well yeah, because uh, Argentina is in it, and um, so a friend of mine's uh, son entered some contest where if they, um, if Argentina, he had to pick a team to win the whole thing, and he picked Argentina. And I guess if he wins, he's in a drawing to get season tickets for the the MLS team in their city. So I said, well, if they win, you know, I'll get the messy burger, which is something they have at um, the Hard Rock Cafe. I only know about it because um, they do a great job advertising. It's like every city bus, like, or not every, but, you know, the, the city buses that you see this big picture of Lionel Messi with his big burger um, next to it. And so um, sounds messy. It, it looks messy. Like it's, you can get like a, a an egg on it, which, you know, with the, the yolk that kind of runs down over it. So um, I feel like if I get it, I've got to do everything right that's you know because we're, we're we're you know we're, we're 45 minutes away from this possibly happening um i mean i guess i could get it anyway if they lose you know right it doesn't you know it's not a, mm. not a rule that says you can't get the messy burger just because argentina loses so well, it's messy of, but so it's like a modern day sloppy joe it's like it's yeah, messy well, and sloppy yeah i mean <laughs> the patties are firm burger patties but everything uh-huh. else is messy about it so it's like all around the firm burger patty messy it's almost yeah it's almost like a sloppy joe with a firm patty i guess but mm-hmm. but you know but but yeah with egg and uh, there's like chimichurri sauce and stuff you can get it's all kinds of I was about I to ask at, about the sauce yeah, yeah okay. there's three types of sauces you can get i looked it up online because i was very you know <laughs> sure one of the sauces well, you're yeah. preparing obviously yeah, yeah exactly yeah so well that's the thing i'm wondering is like is it going to be better if i have to do if i end up doing this i, I say have to it's like it's like it'd be a chore to eat this burger i think it should be a, a good deal but a question of like do i get grubhub or you know call ahead and, and pick it up or like eat there um it would be interesting because I'd be going by myself. There's, you know, my, my wife, um, we, one time my mom was visiting, we, we, did, we ate at the Hard Rock Cafe because my mom likes to do that. That's it. Like, yeah, my, my wife, um, actually, we, we had one other time there, I think, when before I moved down here when I was visiting her. But anyway, yeah, she's not a fan of it. So it would be me. And I, I don't know, like, um, I mean, maybe I could eat at the bar and, uh, um, you know, maybe to look like a real, real, like, intri- you know, like, uh, character who doesn't have a lot going for him. I can, like bring up a whole bunch of mail that we haven't opened yet and you know like like just look like i'm there you know like i've got nothing going on in my life i'm just eating a messy burger at the hard rock cafe and opening my mail at noon on a, on a tuesday what a life yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like what do you get like curly fries or you get like uh does it come with fries i think it's like a three dollar upcharge for the fries um, of course it's an upcharge yeah and i think the egg is an upcharge as well so i think it's like an this this could end up costing a good amount of money as well so this is that's, i guess it's another consideration that this could, you know this could be a pricey affair well i guess i hope uh, you get to have your burger that'd be exciting podcast we'll know um by the end of us recording because uh yeah there's, there's oh, not much so left. That, oh okay so we'll you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. I guess because neither of them are my my country. You know, it's not not any of our countries that are, are involved with it, the game. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not I get this messy burger. I guess is that's. The... <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so Ty, what is the first? Uh... All right. So we'll jump right into it. So I think you know, there's no subject part six. Maybe no subject part six the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. So our first idea is. Ernest goes to Vietnam. Okay. So, so, there's two versions of this idea. So, Vern is kidnapped by an evil general, and then uh, Ernest has to go and fight an army. And then the revenge version is Vern passes away, and then Ernest starts to get even. He goes, Vern! And then he goes on, he puts on his face paint, and he has some classic exploding huts. But see, then no, they cut. Yeah. Go ahead. No, well, go, no, finish your description. Okay, so then we'll just do the revenge version because then they cut to an American general played by Tom Berenger, who plays uh, Hawk Roberts, General Hawk Roberts. Mm-hmm. And he says, Ernest P. Worrell was the best soldier we ever had, skilled in tactical warfare, martial arts, explosives. If Ernest is after you, book your funeral. <laughs> and then they. <laughs> okay. 
they cut back to the action and they say that he's been to Africa and he's an expert basketball player and he's never scared stupid. Uh, so would this be like a serious earnest, you know, like a yes. bit for seriousness? Yes, because remember we talked about Ernest goes earnest, but but nah, that's not good enough. How about Ernest goes to Vietnam? And then I thought of this wacky idea and told Matt. So uh, so but, this isn't like the same old Ernest setup. This is no, no, it's a not. serious earnest. And like it's like a more earnest or yeah, it's like a missing an action Ernest or Invasion USA or it's like missing an action. You know, well, probably more like missing an action. Yeah, so. Or the Delta Force, maybe. Yeah, Delta, yeah, I was thinking of Delta Force. So then you get to see him. He puts on his face paint, and he has that, like, tough-looking, earnest face they will have. And then, get ready. It's going to be some major carnage. Is, didn't – wasn't he in something we saw in a more serious role? And he, well, he, like he a, was in the movie called The Expert with Jeffrey Speakman. Uh, it wasn't he like the machine gun Joe type. He was it's like, here's some guns, man. You know, here's so some guns, is, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not entirely out of yeah. keeping, you know, there's some no. grounding in reality here. Because what is Ernest's real past? You know, it's like, well, I guess we don't know. I mean, that is an interesting question. You know, what is, we don't have their Ernest origin story. No, this is, you know, he's usually just an shucks kind of dude. But what about his secret Vietnam pass where he just mows down everyone? And what is this called? Now, Ernest goes to Vietnam. Oh, right. Okay. It's usually where he he goes, I guess. Well, yeah, he has to go somewhere. (laughs) Usually goes to camp. Yeah, but this time it's like a training camp. Well, no. Well, he he already has been trained by the best, by Hawk Roberts. But now he's out for revenge. Well, thoughts, Brett? Or Matt? <laughs> I mean, I, I gave you my thoughts, but, you know, it, it's... More thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> more thoughts. Well, you know, um, you know, in the 80s, when Ernest was pretty much at its peak, so was the Vietnam movie. You know, we had, you know, all those Vietnam, you know, Platoon, Casualties of War, Full Metal Jacket, uh, Hamburger Hill, is that one? Yeah. So in the 80s, you know, the Vietnam movie was very big, you know, seen seems like every week almost there was a new Vietnam movie and also possibly a new Ernest movie. So doesn't it kind of make sense that the two would come together? You know, Hamburger Hill, you were just talking about the hamburgers, Matt. Um, what you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what do you think of this idea? Yeah, well, one, I, one thing that just popped in my head, um, Brett was talking about like kind of the standard Ernest paradigm for these films. One of the things, right, there's always like the pretty younger woman that like helps him out with things. And the first thought that popped in my head was was Jacqueline Obrador's, who was in uh, Soldier Boys. Um, if she reprises her Soldier Boys role, um, perhaps it could almost be like a crossover between the Ernest universe and the Dudikoff universe, the Dudikoff verse. So what you're saying is that there could be a CD-ROM as well, <laughs> you know, like there was for Soldier Boys. I'm surprised there hasn't been an Ernest CD-ROM game. Maybe like Ernest teaches typing. You know, it's like, well. <laughs> He's usually talking to Vern, so he'd say, "Hey, hey Vern, Vern, you want to teach some typing? Hey, Vern." Except this time he's killing more people. With, with that game, that CD-ROM game, um, Will at Exploding Helicopter found a YouTube walkthrough of that game, and it's as bad as you can imagine. But one of the interesting things <laughs> is that they made Soldier Boys knowing they were going to make the video game because there's like footage that was filmed strictly for the game. Um, it's it's an interesting watch, um, and it does kind of make you wonder why there wasn't an earnest video game, considering how how that Soldier Boys one got made. I know, and they're making video games out of everything, including Platoon. I mean, it was a Nintendo game. That's so, a good point. Yeah, there's not, no there's a Platoon game, there's like a Rambo game, but yes. there's no earnest game. It would be like Muppet. What's that Muppet game you have, Brett? Uh, For a Nintendo? Oh, uh, not, but not Party Cruise. That's the one you. Have. No, I have that one. That cost me fifty dollars back in two thousand five. Fifty dollars. <laughs> was it worth Solid. it? Yes. But it's like. Well, I mean, Eminem's the Lost Formulas, which also. Uh, well, that's Eminem's. Yeah, and like they're driving <laughs> a Lost car. Yeah. He's driving around in a car. Have you never, do you ever played Eminem's the Lost Formulas, Matt? <laughs> no, no, <I> <laughs> what a question. No, yeah, no. No, it's a free game you get with some M&Ms, and you just drive around in a car, and you just collect M&Ms. Was it, was it Nintendo? Was it Nintendo? No, game? it was uh, for your PC. Oh, okay, okay. 
about. Uh, yeah, well, I was, maybe you can find a walkthrough of that somewhere. There must be. I mean, people, it seems like people do walkthroughs of everything. There must be something like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't imagine. I, I was thinking too of like the um with the Ernest one. There was a Three Stooges game for the Nintendo. Yes, there was. Oh, and Crash yeah. Test Dummies. So they're right there. You know yeah. what goof what goofball character can you give a game? You know. Right. Oh wait, we were talking about the Muppet game that you have. Uh, I don't. I am sorry. I don't remember. Oh, okay. But it's for Nintendo. Cause I have the only game. Yeah, I remember he goes on a river raft boat and just like. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I okay. I, I don't remember, but yeah, it was like a couple games or like what was it called, like Midnight Carnival or something like yeah, that, like, or in Muppet Carnival, something like that. Yeah, I'll look it up later. There's a bunch of different scenarios yeah one of them was yeah. that river raft and, and you uh, just see like kermit's like happy face like i can't really do it because they're on audio but it's like he's like smiling you know all right well um, so that was the earnest goes to vietnam idea yeah so now we're gonna jump to two seagal movie ideas oh okay. so we have a new one from the makers of dinner bell wait a second i just screwed that up <laughs> dinner bell no from the makers of food chain comes dinner bell so he uh, plays uh, Forest Food, uh, F O O D E, or Forest Food Day. And well, so it's like Jonathan Cold. I mean, yeah, it's like Jonathan Cold or yeah, Jonathan Cold or Forest. Professor Robert Burns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> professor from Connecticut. I can't believe it. I didn't see right. him in my uh, so that name is, is, that name is not as you know as far out there as no, it's, it's a mixture of Forest Taft and like Robert Burns, so it's Forest Food Day. Okay, with an accent mark, I guess. I'm yeah, I, I, okay. you could decide. It could be Forest Food or Forest Food Day. And okay. the tagline is, you can't unring the bell of justice. <laughs> so I'm listening. Uh, that's, yeah, so he has to go. <laughs> he, there's a, no, that, no, there's more. You have to more. pretend like I'm, to, you know, like you're in the studio. No, there's more like to it. Just, it's funny. No, it's, I understand. It's, it's funny to read. I just sometimes it's, I get so distracted how silly this is. Okay. Okay. So there's a murder at an underground McDonald's. So Forrest Fude has to go uh, and figure out the mystery. And he's a, so he's a cop on the edge. And then, but this underground McDonald's, it's kind of like an alternate universe McDonald's. So instead of Ronald McDonald, there's Donald McRonald. <laughs> And everything uh, is completely different. It's an alternate <laughs> universe timeline. I know it sounds really crazy. I know I'm, I'm listening. I mean, this is this almost. And then his okay, best friend is Smitty the Cook, played by Jack McGee. Right. Okay. I can see. And that. then his line is like, "Best ribs in the tri country area." <laughs> tri country. <laughs> That's something people say. Yes. So, well, so, this so is, it's like Canada, America, yeah. and Mexico, I guess. Yes. So everything okay. is completely just off its. You know, rocker a little bit, and there's alternate universe of Forest Food Day. Mm-hmm. So, and then, um, but I mean, so what happened? To, go ahead. Oh, I see. It. So far, it's not like a cross between Under Siege and Urban Justice. Well, it's a mixture of. Because <laughs> if you remember, there was a, you know that fight in the park in the McDonald's parking lot. That's yeah. correct. I know you love that fight scene, right, Matt? <laughs> I mean, anytime I see, I mean, there's always that joke of seeing a McDonald's in a movie. But it, it, in this case, like, is usually with these DTV movies that the McDonald's is just kind of it, it in the background, like you just like a, a car chase passes it or something. Yeah. But this or was maybe like, several times in the case of Zagal, you know, like thinking <laughs> pistol whipped where they shot, you know, in Connecticut, they kept repeating the background. That's right. I'm pretty yes. sure. It was like yeah, a I spit think... in The Simpsons where they just keep showing that. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and I think to the Bulgaria ones, or it's Romania, one of those, there's a McDonald's in one of those, whether it's Bulgaria, I remember one of those two. And I think they use the same B-roll for multiple Seagal movies. So that's like <laughs> how you, he kind of has racked up. But he also, he has a San Antonio McDonald's in, um, what, what's the <laughs> one? It's like, Oh, I can't remember, the, the keeper or something. Oh, the keeper, yeah. It's, it's the one where he's like, he's like, there's a mob boss's daughter who's, or something. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember that one. Yeah. He's like protecting yeah. her. It's just a classic Seagal movie. It's just okay. Which yeah. we watched not all that long ago. I mean, it was probably no. five years ago. But I mean, it was one of our more bit. recently watched. Yeah, I remember buying that. Yeah, that one. I believe the McDonald's they showed there is one I've actually. It was one I actually went to. The one I, I went wow. to in a. San Antonio, but I don't remember. Um, what an honor! You were just <laughs> in yeah. the presence of Seagal. I know of all the things, right? Like you think of like the 
you know, like the, the one degree of separation or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, I was, a, it, you know, in a, a Seagal location like that. Yeah. I, yeah. It, <laughs> well, you got to figure it would be a McDonald's, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder. I've never really done a count, but I think he has the most McDonald's appearances in his movies on on the the site, on the direct video connoisseur site. Whether he wants to or not. Right. Where it happens to be. I guess he's a McDonald's spokesperson. Well, officially. Officially. Maybe he just doesn't like Wendy's or or BK. Yeah, yes, he does. McDonald's is more likely to be there than those other two. That's why he. You know, that's actually a really good point because McDonald's is universal. Yeah. Um, So that's our idea. But there's another goal. Go ahead. But as far as the Donald McRonald, wasn't there something similar in Coming to America where they had like, (laughs) like an alternate McDonald's? I haven't seen that movie in a while. Uh, There's some sort of alternate McDonald's in that. The the fact that I can't think of it is gonna. It's it's gonna. It, like, cause most people like know this one off the top of their heads, and um, and I'm I'm like, ah, oh, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's like, but it, yeah, but the point is, you know, there's it, well, see, okay, let me go go back to your idea first. Sure, second. sure. You're, what is an underground McDonald's? Because he's gonna start. Okay. On, well, there's an underground McDonald's. Is it like so, okay. literally underground? It's or? literally underground. It's like Demolition Man. So okay. he has to go in the underground McDonald's lair underworld. To find Donald McRonald and find the murderer of other people. Because, <laughs> okay, you know, like in Canada, you know, it's so cold. They have these like underground malls and stuff. Right. Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they, you know, actually, I'm almost positive they have an actual underground McDonald's. Because well, you is, could, go ahead. Yeah. You say yeah, underground, you know, that conjures up some certain imagery, you know, or, you know, maybe something shady is going on there. Maybe yes. it's like a bomb shelter. I mean, what do you mean by underground? Yeah, that's or what I mean. It could, it's a could bomb be a disco shelter. band. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an underground world. He has to find himself in. The yeah. So it's like it's like um, Ring of Fire three. Yes, uh, two, two. Blood I always get yeah. that wrong. Yeah. I, three uh, is when so he had Ring of Fire two. Donald Dragon literally has to go underground and, and go into this whole separate world. So it, it's like that. It's like that, and it's Seagal. And he, you know, he has his, he just finds like certain, you know, he meets certain characters and he tries to figure out the, the mystery. Yeah. And there's some okay. fights along the way, of course. I can see that. And that's the one where Don the Dragon doesn't wear a shirt the entire movie. I, yeah, I bought what, 90%, yeah. maybe even 100 yeah. the, the, the biggest waste of Maria Ford in a movie, I believe, as well. Um, I know. She she's, just gets shot there. at the beginning and then just like slowly loses blood for the entire movie and just kind of. Sits there, it's like, yeah, why, why are you casting Maria Ford in this movie again? I don't remember. But... <laughs> um, so would Seagal be shirtless uh, the entire time as well? well okay. No. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, wear one of those shirts that looks like like a torso a with ripped abs. <laughs> like, oh, like if you get it like the carnival? Yeah, yeah he has that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's very silly. Or, or just how about one of those tuxedo shirts? Well, I can see him just walk in in a room in slow motion wearing that muscle shirt. <laughs> and it's flowing in the wind it's, because it's, it's very flowing. Really yeah. <laughs> like, he kind of wore a freaking moo-moo in Belly of the Beast. Now, Underground McDonald's, I don't want to call it that, but no, it's called Dinner Bell. So, any other uh, ideas for Dinner Bell, Matt, or go right to the next Seagal thing? Yeah, I'm good with Dinner Bell. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> So our next Seagal is the Seagal who saved Christmas. Okay. So in this movie, Seagal plays a talking dog. And um, he has to save Christmas. And he meets a little, well, he, he, like, he dies. It's kind of like Jack Frost. And then he, he reincarnated as a dog. And then, um, then he has to save Christmas from like an evil developer. Right, so it's like a Bailey's Billions or uh, uh, <laughs> exactly know, yeah. all these kids' movies that came out around the '90s and stuff. Yeah, and then but see, in, in the classic skull fashion, he's very bored and doesn't want to be in this movie. So he's like, oh, okay, I'm a dog now. <laughs> like, and he and his voice is ADR even for the dog. <laughs> wait, wait a minute! Isn't that what would have to happen? <laughs> well, well, no, but even. You know, you, you can't even get Seagal's actual voice as a dog. It's still 80 yard. You know what I mean? Like you get some Seagal, but it's still as a still a sound oh some alike. other some other person. You, mean? you still get some Seagal, but then you still get a sound alike. 
sucks. That's how lazy Seagal is. <laughs> All right. Well, that, um, and what was the name of this? The Seagal, oh, the Seagal Who Saved Christmas. Christmas. The Seagal Who Saved Christmas. So and like, any thoughts on what type of dog this would be? Uh, maybe like a Chihuahua. Or Matt, do you have any ideas? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, yeah, Chihuahua possibly, or, or like some kind of a, of a, um, a lab or retriever. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but then also too, like it's got to have like the Seagal, like faux Cajun accent thing. Yes. And so then of course when the other person's doing the ADR, <laughs> none of that's there. So he's just like, you got to get the demand, you know, and then like the other person actually like talks, you know, and so um, yeah, it, 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 you know. Uh, yeah, and maybe Danny Trejo is one of the other dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can, yes, I can definitely see that. Yeah. He just made me think of something, though, which is the action star version of all of just talking dogs. <laughs> so forget Beverly Hills Chihuahua. You get, like, Dolph Lundgren as a Chihuahua also. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you get every you know person you can think of as a dog as an action star. Dudikoff, uh, <laughs> Stallone, you know. <laughs> That's I. Hello, I'm a retriever in Stallone's. <laughs> and then Van. So it would be like the Expendables, but I, yeah, Expendables, but they're they're talking dogs and they're saving Christmas. So it's just like, I don't I don't bark, I don't play, Boston. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I can't yeah. see that. So it's kind of like Expendables for kids. Yeah, yeah Expendables for kids. And then yeah, there's a, some goofy uh, bonk sound effects, and you know, maybe Dean Kane or Mario Lopez drops by for a minute. Maybe yeah, Barry Bostwick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Got the boss wickster. Uh, Matt, any more thoughts? Yeah. No, well, I mean, one of the things I think with a lot of these actors, um, so, you know, Don the Dragon Wilson, uh, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, you know, Van Damme himself, right, because he did those Kung Fu Panda movies. So they've done voice work before, so this really shouldn't be much of a stretch for them. It's 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 really it's Seagal, right? He's going to be the... the That's true. Kung- he doesn't do voice work. Huh. No. <laughs> In more ways than one. Right. Really. <laughs> he, I don't... He's never been in, like, in a cartoon, right? Right. Mm. So, well, there's still uh, some new horizons for him to conquer. Because you know, at least Stallone's been... He was in that... What's Remember that... Com- animated movie he was in, Matt Ratchet and Clank or something. Remember when that oh, came that out? Oh, that was him. That's right. <laughs> That's Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. They were like robots, right? I don't remember. I remember that was popular. Yeah, because it was a video game, right? Where you threw. Right. You threw, Clank sounds like a robot name. Yeah, because you threw wrenches at people in the game, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, it's a game. What, yeah, Ratchet so. and Clank's like a video game for children or something. Yeah. And they I made guess. a movie way too late. It's kind of like they yeah. make the Angry Birds movie and has Sean Penn. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Angry was, Birds now? <laughs> it was a, oh, there actually was a PS5 Ratchet and Clank. So these movie these, these games, are, they're still making these Ratchet and Clank games. Um, so one of them is a fox, and the other one, there is a little robot, it looks like, I think. And um, I, yeah, I thought, at least in the old versions, um, I thought they threw wrenches at, at the bad guys. Well, <laughs> also when it comes to the Seagal of State Christmas, this would be on ABC Family. Yeah. A new kind of family. It's just like, it's like, it's the Seagal of State Christmas. <laughs> you, I'm no, saying, I didn't even think. Go, I didn't even think about that scene. You know how we were just talking about how there's a scene in all the Seagal movies where he goes to the club and there's like the scantily clad women dancing. Uh, like, there's maybe the scene where the dog goes to like a dog club where there's female <laughs> dogs that are kind of like dancing. Maybe even like they, they put bikinis on them as to make it funny, you know, or something like that. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. So it's like a Seagal movie, but it's for children. Right, right, yeah. Because yeah. there's yeah. that movie, The Karate Dog, which I've never seen. Uh, as John Voight and Chevy Chase as the Karate Dog, voice of the Karate Dog. <laughs> of course it does. And Pat Morita, I think. Maybe like two other people. I think Simon Rex and Jamie Presley. Oh, like, if we're going full Seagal on this, should we like yes. have? Is it going to be also two? Oh, now I've got a siren going in the background here on my end. Well, well, I'm being at the point of talking. Um, but no, like, should we have it where Seagal's dog just kind of sits for most of the movie, and then like a, yes. a, a dog voiced by Bren Foster does all the work or the heavy lifting? <laughs> yes, it's it's every Seagal movie cliche into a kids movie <laughs> with dogs. With dogs. With dogs. So they tries to trick you, and then it's for it's for the exciting Christmas season. Um, 
that's the idea we have. Do you have any more uh, ideas for that, Brett, or suggestions? Why? No, no, no. All right, so we'll go to our next one, which is Michael Paré, Eric Roberts, and Costas Mandalore in Super Slog. So it's so this is a prison slog, a jungle slog, a and a sub slog, all in one movie. Because <laughs> they're always in these. That's what we just thought about this one the other day. Before when did this also take place in Africa? Yes, it would. So it's Africa slog too. Every slog, it's a hundred minutes. <laughs> it's perfect um, slog time. <laughs> it's like it's what's called super slog the movie. But you get all your favorites, but they're not doing anything fun. I know it sounds such, such a great idea for a movie, but <laughs> you can totally anyone see it. watch this? Or, no, but see, you know. it's still you still get your Eric. You know, he's wearing like a you know a general's outfit or like a sailor suit or something, <laughs> and it's like, and like Costas Mandalore is like uh, he's the lookout, and Michael Paré is like maybe someplace else. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Michael Paré someplace else. Okay, he's just, I, I, he's I, like uh, you know he's like uh, I don't know like some special office oh and then maybe get michael madsen to be also be in it because remember he's in surface to air uh vaguely <laughs> well him and chad mcqueen oh, <laughs> oh, surface there sounds like, sounds like michael madsen <laughs> oh well i said michael madsen would also be in this briefly so what a great movie idea <laughs> <laughs> Super slog. But it, maybe in the twist version of this movie, they actually would be good. If you put all the slogs together, it actually makes one good movie. Mm. Well, and one thing we could do with the runtime, right, is yeah. do what they call what I what I like to call credit padding, where the movie lists maybe it lists like a hundred and five minute runtime, but actually there's twenty five minutes of credits, so the movie itself is actually <laughs> eighty minutes long. So you think you're going into this big slog thing, but if you sit it out, it's like you know, like you're waiting on hold for for support, and they tell you it's a half hour, and somebody gets on fifteen minutes into your your hold period. Um, yeah, so maybe that's part of it too. Is it's like a, a a bit of a slog bait and switch, maybe. Yeah, I guess you could always fast forward the credits. Yeah. Brett, thoughts? Uh, I, I any mean, any other people slog. you can think of could be in Super Slog? I mean, no, I think you covered it. I mean, I just, it, it's a tough sell as far as, uh, say, you saw that at the video store and said, oh, Super Slog. I mean, I'm not sure who would actually go out of their way to rent <laughs> that. The but, word you know. slog in it. Yeah. Right. Well, like, it, uh, it would test the theory about having the names on the tin. Does it matter that much, right? That, like, it, could you call a movie Super Slog? And just load it up with a bunch of names that are only in the movie for like five minutes and just put them, splash them all across the cover. Is, is it that? Because because you know, if that's the case, right, then the Emmett Furla Oasis approach to movie making or direct-to-video movie making might blow up even more, right? Super Slot could be like the ultimate test of how well that works. Because maybe they're in it more, you know, because right. now that you know, De Niro's back on the straight-to-video beat with Salvage Salvation. Right. <laughs> He was like he's like an old man sheriff. And have you seen the ads for this, Brett? Am it's not going to the no. theater. It's going no. straight to the video. But it's just, uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm an old man and I'm investigating fentanyl. It's like it's directed by Randall Emmett. Yeah. Oh. So, Is Lala and, Kent involved? That's a good question. I, I think, think they split I, finally. I think I think. I know. How can we find it, love anymore? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be talking at a turn on here. You know. You might Emmett, Emmett might Emmett Randall Emmett might hear this and be like, "What are you doing talking about my love life on your your podcast?" You know, so I, I don't want. To, is that how I'm sure that's what he sounds like? Right? Right. I've seen what he looks like. He's just, he's a classic like bloated looking producer guy. Yeah, <laughs> so like, I mean, just you know, to get revenge um, against you, he'll make seventeen more Bruce Willis movies. But, even <laughs> so, just for that, then right. he's got. There's a, He's gonna Godfrey ho them, right? He's got like so much oh, Bruce Willis that. footage like hanging around yeah. that he's just gonna he's gonna go like grab like a bunch of like yep. old Hong Kong movies or Thai movies or whatever and just splice Bruce Willis into them. So he's like you know talking and, on a Garfield phone or something. Yes, like that. yes. and you only really see his nose. So right. it's like so you cut, it's like wait, I think it's Bruce Willis's nose. So he's actually <laughs> technically in the movie. And then, you know, it, it gets to the point where, you know, he just has to match it with any footage. So it's just like, it's like crudely taped from the Weather Channel from like 1987. And then there's like a bit of Bruce Willis. It's like, okay, this is a new Bruce Willis movie. 
Ugh. Well, that's what they did for uh, that, that stupid movie with Fred Williamson, right? Uh, Dragon and the Cobra. Remember that? They, like, they just found some footage. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fake they... Bruce Lee. And it's like, do you remember? Do you ever see this one? No, I, I I was thinking of Black Cobra 4, which they did the same thing. They took a bunch of footage from the first three Black Cobra movies and made a, a never, fourth movie. And you, you saw that one? I, never no, had, I haven't never seen had it. No, I've been looking for it, but I, I read online that that's what it was. Um, so he, he actually wasn't in it. So um, Black Cobra 4. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that that you know, is even around. Yeah, it's called, well, I I it's called Detective Malone or something. I think they... Was that his character in the black? Yeah, that was his name. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to say Carl Malone, but that's a basketball player. <laughs> it's a basketball. Well, that's Rockwell. First off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rockwell. We, one of these days we gotta watch. Well, if we watch that soon, we'll get back to you about it, Matt. It's Carl uh, Malone in a western. Oh, what? I think I heard about it. I mean, <laughs> I it's a real movie. Happened. I mean, it is. I love your reaction to that. I thought I heard about because that's one of the, that was one of the big jokes about him when he played was that he was into like western kind of stuff <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, that he was. He was kind of a big fan of cowboy stuff. Well, he got to live his dream. Yeah. And there's also the MC Hammer Western, which is called Cheyenne. I haven't watched that yet either. I have a copy. But <laughs> uh, so you can watch it anytime and you're, you're waiting to watch. Yeah. All right. I have so much to watch. Yeah. That'll be my New Year's resolution. <laughs> for the love of goodness, watch more tapes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that but, happens, doesn't it? Where it's like, I think... It's it's like this thing when you get this like to watch list and and it's like okay there's these movies that I need to watch and I really want to watch them for whatever reason like maybe it's one that like we've talked about on here or something like that and then I end up just like playing around on my phone and like having a hockey game on in the background or like a TV show it's like oh well you know this this Boba Fett show is all thirty minute bite sized increments I guess I, I can it's easier to swallow, I guess, than an hour and a half movie, which seems crazy because an hour and a half is not a lot. But it, so then like the, the to, to watch list just builds up. Yeah, and it's it just builds like, up. Yeah, you just never get to it. All um, right. So what's th- your next idea? Though? Our next idea is direct the video sequels we never got or we could have gotten. Like, let's just say mostly Gary Daniels movies. So it'd be like White Tiger 2. Yeah, Rage you know, 2, Recoil 2. Rage 2, Recoil 2, or how about the Underground 2? Like, huh, these are like missed opportunities. This is the idea for this one. I mean, when you but, think about what did get a sequel, that just makes it that much more surprising. You know, we're just talking about the Swordsman 2. I mean, that's – why is there another Swordsman movie? We, or the Circuit. Oh, yeah. Three. You know, the, um, yeah, the Circuit. Um, well, the this is Circuit Monk 2. And, yeah. Uh, Final Street. punch. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you think that. about that, well, just that when you think about that, the circuit and the, you know, the gladiator it got sequels, but some of these other ones didn't. That is kind of surprising. So yeah, what you, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Well, I was gonna say the swordsman too is is that same situation we were just talking about where they just took footage from yeah. the first swordsman. <laughs> it's funny. And then, like, they just edited in some guy wearing a mask, right? But we had, for whatever reason, the swordsman had to fight with a mask because that's how they could have him fight <laughs> these new scenes. And, um, yeah, just and then throw in some James Hong and you're all set. Yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. I mean, that's what makes it kind of interesting. And then it's so weird and wacky. But, uh, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, no, I, of course I wish there was a Rage 2 and a Recoil 2. But, it's, you know, we just, what can you do? Really many Gary Daniels sequels. Well, like, the Queen's Messenger. Oh yeah, and Witness to a Kill, I guess, is the yeah. sequel. And then he did a movie that was technically a fourth Snake Eater movie. Oh yeah, yes. Hawk's Vengeance. Yes. Hawk's Vengeance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, which is kind of interesting how that played out. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird. It's like so he's like the stepbrother of uh, you know Snake <laughs> Eater. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forget his name now. But uh, but you know the classic character played by Lawrence. Yeah. Well, he didn't have the boater cycle. That's another issue. It's like, wow. <laughs> don't you want, do you want a boater cycle? Well, who doesn't? I mean, obviously, yes. But, but then, you know, I might feel like a fraud because, you know, only Snake Eater can really. Only, have you know, Soldier yeah. Kelly can have Right. Yeah, Soldier cycle. Kelly, yes. Yeah. I, I feel like, too like the idea of the boater cycle is better than the actual owner. Like it, it seems like it would just take up space. Like and of course we we live here in the city, so we don't even have a yard or anything. So it would just be I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to chain it to like um, 
like the the our, our railing outside so people don't steal it. Um, I think that's what people do with their sport bikes here. Really, they chain it to something. Well, so that's I the thing. Then you have to, you know, you have to, you know, get a slip at the marina, and that costs yeah. a lot of money. And then, you know, and how often are you going to go to the marina? You know, right. it's it's a whole thing. It right. probably costs double because it's two transportation vehicles. Yeah. It's a boat and a motorcycle. It yeah. is. Like, yeah, I, brutal fees at the marina. Yeah, like, I, I remember Judge Millian on um, People's Court once said about boats that, that for a boat owner, the two best days of being a boat owner is when you actually buy the boat and then when you sell the boat. So um, <laughs> I, I believe that because, you, know, yeah. you know, you have to maintain it. You have to, you know, pay all sorts of fees and expenses just to, you know, keep it in the marina. It's it seems like a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. So and I guess the boat cycle, you know, I guess the, the only, I guess as a as a thing, it would be great as a, as a conversation starter, you know, like, yeah, like, like have we, you seen my boater cycle? You know, yeah, I like it to would see be, that. Sure. Right. Or even just like when you're on those like those getting to know you icebreaker things, the told two, two truths and a lie. You know, one of yours is I own a boater cycle. And like, well, that's definitely the lie. Like, no, it's actually no, I don't like olives. Can you believe that? You know, yeah. Yeah. ask me about my boater cycle. <laughs> well, you have to wear a T-shirt or a, or a sticker or something. Like when it says I'm with boater cycle. Right. Like... <laughs> and then there'd be a giant picture of the boater cycle. Yeah. And somehow a picture of llamas on the back with all of his tour dates. Charlie Sheen just like came around just to talk. I he didn't even talk about freaking no code of conduct on well, his tour. He never said he was going to. Because I mean, he has know. an amazing career before he went nuts over for a little bit. Why don't you just talk about some of his movies for a little while? That wouldn't have been fun. It's like, yeah, man, I made no code of conduct with Brett Michaels, man. What a crazy time. Because <laughs> right? well, that that Charles Sheen period of his career yes. should be explored a little bit more because he also did the um i think the um the movie he did with albert pion was also a charles yes, post-mortem scene. post-mortem yeah 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 no he has a couple charleses and he should be more open about those yeah but, i think know. it's uh under pressure no code of conduct five aces five aces yeah free uh, money I don't free know, money and I, technically maybe a letter from death row it, it, yeah, so he's only actually, there for one second. It doesn't say because it just says cop number one for that one. It doesn't yeah. say as Charles. Oh, Sheen, it doesn't Charles. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. I, I thought it was a Charles. It's right. But it seems like it would be Charles. Yeah, it's right amongst four others. So it's like the letter from death row is right in the middle between like post mortem, no code of conduct, and then free money and five aces, which are all and Charles. then under pressure. Yeah. And, yeah. Or bad so, day at the block. Where's oh I, I mean, oh there's bad day at the block so that one doesn't list it as a Charles but I really? oh I, no, I thought that, that was you, you know, the problem is it does say no it does say Charlie Sheen on the cover on IMDb but maybe it was a Charles at one time and maybe they they've updated the cover oh yes no you guys are absolutely correct yeah. so it was originally a Charles and uh-huh. they moved it they, the, the newer version of the cover is a Charlie mm. I wonder why they did that you know why not just keep the Charles I love his but... Charles movies. Because yeah. it shows they had to like work harder. Yeah. Well, it shows. Well, it's like a bid for seriousness, you know, in real life. Yeah. Well, it's like Jonathan Bon Jovi and all the stuff we've been talking about for years. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and I guess Mare Winningham doesn't have a longer version of her name. She was. It's just Mare, right? Or is there is it Marrington <laughs> Winningham or something? Like that? <laughs> is this the, she's the new Marge Helgenberger, like last time. Right. 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 I never heard it said out loud, so it's it's Marg or Marge. <laughs> Mare or Mar. Seen, I haven't seen Under Pressure in forever. I forgot it's got John. It's got a Cliff Clavin, John Ratzenberger yeah. in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, in a serious role. It's like I can't do. It. It, it's a decent movie when you just have if you, it's like that's the only thing you have to watch. It's like all right, right. I'll watch this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's the problem with IMDb is that it's it's crowd sourced. Um, so these things aren't always perfectly accurate, but I wonder too, if they made a decision about, um, about, uh, bad or under pressure, AKA bad day on the block. If they made a decision about that, where it was like, well, because he was Charles and, and, and for part of it and Charlie for another, somebody said, well, we'll, we'll just call it Charlie. Um, I mean, he did money talks around that same time. And that was definitely a Charlie. So I think it was like after Money Talks that he went into the Charles mode. He did, yes. He's like, well, let me take myself seriously. Because I think, you know, he was under the microscope with the Heidi Fleiss stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they figured, you know, I'll just call myself Charles. I'll never know it was me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. It's like wearing a fake nose and glasses. It's like, oh, this, I'm not Charlie <laughs> Sheen. I'm Charles Sheen. Bye. 
Can't see it. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Well, just a few other ones. Um, we have just you know, it's, you could you, uh, we have conspiracy bench kind of extra ideas. Okay. Like, a kind of more of a fully fleshed idea. So, you know, as we talked about conspiracy badges, where people just you know they sit on the bench and talk about their evil conspiracies. But how would you make a movie around that? So, in this one, it would just be Fred Williamson. And he'd be talking to a, like a cavalcade of his classic stars, and just having a bunch of conspiracies. And there's eventually a plot, and then, but then maybe like a couple like like a big name like a Martin Sheen or something like that. And eventually, I know something does happen, but you always see that in movies, like you know JFK conspiracies like that. So it's like, um, breath. Any ideas for this one? It's like, <laughs> I, mean, this, this, I thought I don't know if I have more I can add to the idea of the conspiracy bench. I thought we already kind of well, we wanted that, to extend so. it a little bit more, but it's like so that it would be the biggest conspiracy of all time. Now, what is that? You ask. We don't know until you watch it. But I think it's just like it's probably all the greatest conspiracies all in one movie. Yeah. So you know, you know, uh, Area Fifty One, JFK, and you know, and others. Yeah. It's like, and there's and people that know solved. about it. it oh, yeah. They're solved. They're solved. That's the thing. You know, it's like unsolved mysteries. Wait, this, this mystery <laughs> isn't solved. All oh, right. It's just like. <laughs> update <laughs> right remember that was a update and then it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. different music and it would show like yeah. them you know oh, arresting yes. the person everything like that yeah charles jones was arrested in 1995 it's just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Update. I do, yeah i love update yeah <laughs> well because then you know it's not just unsolved anymore now it's solved mysteries yes yeah yeah that was Which i guess they're not going to change the name of the show but you know well, yeah, I think if you watch it in the beginning of the before the show starts, like this is not a real news program. This is just like a mystery program. <laughs> well, maybe Robert Stack himself sat on the conspiracy bench. <laughs> he would be perfect. Been, you know, he would have been perfect in. See, I was thinking, because you know, obviously Chuck Connors is great in like the admiral's costume. Yes, on the he'd be wearing the costume. Yeah, I think Robert Stack is more like the the, the long rain trench coat. Um, and like the hair and everything perfect the way it's supposed to be for him but yeah as like maybe like an undercover agent of some sort or like like you know one of those guys that's been in the business for a long time right and exactly. a company man maybe they it's call it's all right? your favorites just saying conspiracies and then yeah you're eventually actually get solved towards the end with a ton of like maybe some cool explosions and maybe maybe an alien or two so it's like, yeah this is- and i I think you've got to hit every single cliche, right? So this thing has to go yeah, all the way to the top. Got to be an election year, right? Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't know how deep this goes. You yep. know, you don't want. Couldn't to, leave you know, just well enough yeah, alone. You couldn't could, just yes. walk away, could you? Yeah. Yeah. Once you start digging, you're not going to like what you find, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or what is it like? Or make sure you're you're, you're ready for. Or, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. It's it's every one of them has to be piled in here. And you can't unring the bell of justice. <laughs> yeah, and if you're going to go after the king, you can't. You don't miss. Yeah, you can't miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. And, uh, maybe you can get um, Al Pacino to do that bit at the end. Because uh, yeah. it could be like <laughs> the end of uh, Devil's Advocate meets the end of The Recruit meets the end of pretty much every modern yeah. day. Colin Farrell. You better, if, you, if, you, if you aim at the king, you better not miss. Wow, Jerry you Trimble. Could have been a recruit. Oh, you're the recruit. Jerry Trimble or Colin Farrell. <laughs> Jerry Trimble. Well, every here's an Heat. Yeah, he's in oh. one of those, right? Isn't he Trimble? Well, Trimble uh, was in Heat with Al Alan Pacino. Yes, because that's, and, that's and one of his Danny pictures. Trejo, the, and Danny oh, Trejo. Earlier mentioned Danny Trejo. Well, <laughs> did he talk about Heat in the book you're reading? Right? Yes, yes. Which I recommend that book to anyone. The, it's I think it's just called Trejo, and it's just him. It's a, where he's talking about his life, and yes, he does mention. Other things. Yeah, Pacino's probably yeah, he would be like the final guest star in the conspiracy bench with every conspiracy. And then in an amazing monologue. It's like it's all monologues really. So it'd be kind of stagey, but with with a, with a movie inside it. So yeah. it's like well, yeah. It would be like one of those things where they kept obscuring his face, right? Yes, yes. We don't like hear Mr. Big kind of thing where it's behind yeah. you. Yeah. No, or Mr. Uh, Inspector Gadget with Dr. Claw, and he's sitting in the chair, but the chair is facing away from us, so we don't see who's sitting in the chair. Yeah. And they never who never uh, showed who Dr. Claw was. 
I know Dr. Claw was Rupert Everett in the Inspector Gadget movie. But just like, <laughs> well, I, I've never seen that. I, I, know, I saw a clip of Inspector Gadget and it was like, whoa, this sucks. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's the Broderick one, right? Yeah, it's Broderick. Yeah. It's just like, I think he, he gets killed. But it's, it's a darker movie, really. But it's just. <laughs> I know that's your dream. Oh no! Well, dark gadget. Well, we did dark gadget. With Liam Neeson back in the old one, of the older podcast. Like, yeah. So this is the the darker gadget, you know, yeah. <laughs> the dark gadget. Yeah. Now, one thing we we just brought up Jerry Tremble. I was just kind of looking yeah. up his IMDb quickly. He sure. did uh, a um, an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. He played oh, someone named right. Alan Golder in 1999 in an episode. Is he like so, a like a ranch hand, like meathead farmer guy? I think I remember him in that. Oh, maybe. And the other thing yeah. I'm wondering, 1999, was that still Stack, or was that when Virginia Madsen and Dennis Farina had taken over? Well, see, they hide the Virginia Madsen material that <laughs> I can't find a clip. Wow, what are they so afraid of? I don't know. What? I can't find anything that she hosted that show except for like a screenshot. Yeah. It's like, did, yeah, did you say he played a meathead farmer? What's a meathead farmer? I mean, farming you know, he, meatheads? No, he's just like a farmer, but he's kind of a meathead. Oh, the farmer know. is the meathead. I thought the he farmer was is farming the meathead. meathead. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> the problem with right? You don't know what what it's what it's, what it's modifying, right? Is it? Is it? What's a GMO? Right. GMO. Genetically modified meatheads. Well, yeah, the GMS. Yeah, I only like my my. I only want organic meatheads. Yeah, I can't do genetically modified meatheads. <laughs> well, these are vegan meatheads. Well, it's steroid free. You know, yeah, well, yeah. I'm surprised. It's like <laughs> steroids. Or, or maybe they had extra steroids because they got to do something with the steroids they're not using. So maybe they gave them to the meatheads. Yeah. I like steroid free meatheads. That's a funny idea. Yeah. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> that um, would be that would be the trial. conspiracy, maybe, right? That they yes. were, they're they're yeah. they're pumping meatheads full of steroids, and so it's like this goes all the way to the top. And, <laughs> right, because yeah, they're, they're trying to make super soldiers. Right, yeah. big meathead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's Rob Reiner. Yeah, he's like the guy in the office. Yeah, it's like that would be great if the main character was like, you know. Oh, you know, Jim, my high school quarterback who peaked in high school, suddenly like he's been like doing better lately. I don't know what's going on. You know, yes. like, you know, like he's he, he's supposed to be balding and like overweight and like, you know, opening his mail at the bar at noon on a Tuesday. And now suddenly <laughs> like he's got this great life again. What's going on here? So then he goes to investigate. And that's when he starts to under un, uncover Unravel, the conspiracy. Yeah. yeah of, of, you know, and I like the idea, too, that if you inject a meathead with steroids, suddenly his life just becomes better. Like, he's, like his hair grows back and he's not, you know, opening his mail at noon on a Tuesday um, at the bar. <laughs> or eating a messy burger, because I know that's what you want. The messy burger, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's like um, it's like spinach to Popeye. It's like this is just what they live off of. You know, they, right. it gives them the power. So that makes me think of another idea. I bet Popeye doesn't really like spinach. It's okay, like, go on. Okay, so I think he's just forced to eat spinach by a big vegetable. Oh. So it's just like, <laughs> so it's like, so then they never made another Popeye movie after the Robin Williams one. Well, be careful what you wish for because all these. You know, <laughs> Who would play Popeye this time? I don't know. Chris Hemsworth. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, or the DTV yeah. version would be. Um, Kellen Lutz, probably. Yeah, Kellen yeah, Lutz as Popeye. <laughs> That's not insane. I love it. <laughs> Here we have um, Vinnie Jones as Bluto. Um, Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. That's actually a great idea. Yeah, maybe give him like the, the Seagal Chia beard. <laughs> Because that's kind of what Bluto's, I never really thought about it, but Bluto's beard looked like the Seagal Chia beard that we see in his, his more recent movies. See, it's all coming together. <laughs> and what blimpy or blimpy or, yeah, he's just a wimpy not wimpy, wimpy thank you wimpy right yes what was his yeah, line I, oh, i'd oh, gladly oh. pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today <laughs> see hamburger is all over this episode today yeah. <laughs> lots of hamburgers yeah meatheads hamburgers you know. yeah that's that's the end of the movie is the oh wait now i'm, I'm confusing conspiracy bench with, with the, the popeye movie because i was going to say that could be the end of the movie it's like the credit stinger is uh-huh. the wimpy character maybe there is a wimpy character in yeah. the, the um the conspiracy bench movie, but the stinger is he's sitting at a hard rock 
Like somehow he becomes successful <laughs> if he has money or something. And he's sitting at the hard rock eating the messy burger. And it's like, you know, like kind of, you know, the waiter's like, can I get you anything else? No, this is perfect. You know, then it's like goes to more credits and like the maybe I don't know if you, if you do the um the wildfire in the street song for this. Movie. <laughs> well, you, well, you, probably, you have to. Because right. I've seen yeah. so many movies. <laughs> Yeah. It's a wild burger in the streets. <laughs> wild burger in the streets. It's like wild burgers. Wild burgers in the streets. Oh, see, that's it. I know. It, it could be wild burgers the movie. You know, you can you can get Donnie, you can get Mark, and you get like John Wahlberg or the other that the other guy. Is. Right. The cook, the cook is that the chef John? Is yeah. It, yeah. Is it John Wahlberg? It looks like our. You know, they, it's all they want. Obviously, that's what this, they're all angling for. Is you know they yeah. want to be in movies just like the famous brothers. Yeah, yeah, because there's one, there's a Wahlburgers in Logan Airport, but I think the, the thing for me whenever I'm in Logan, because I'll, sometimes I'll fly, I'll, I'll fly to visit my family, whenever I'm, I'm in the airport, no matter what airport it is, there's always this mindset of like, I can't like bring myself to pay the airport prices for things. Um, yeah, you don't want to pay Paul Wahlberg, you know, that's his name, not not John right. Wahlberg, it's Paul. Yeah, Paul, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, now I'm just going to get a coffee at Starbucks with my you know, Starbucks card thing that's already loaded and um, eat some peanuts that I get, which I guess even getting the peanuts at the Hudson news place is always too expensive. So it's like, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're out of luck no matter what, when you go to the airport. Yeah. So I guess you're not going to Wolfgang Puck and these other, uh, yeah. you know, high end places. Or oh Michael yeah. Those, those are seafoods. Like I, like I, I can't even imagine getting fish before I go on a, on a, on a flight, but um, yeah, that just seems like I'm, <laughs> you're just asking for trouble. Like it's just like the smell when you walk by, it's like, a seafood restaurant and like and this is and, and it's like packed usually too like people are just like yeah i gotta get my legal seafood before i hop on a flight to wherever it's like okay wait i keep like it's legal seafood or illegal seafood no legal right it's legal the, okay yeah i i was trying to think where the nearest because like, they're kind of in massachusetts i thought there was one in one of the um casinos but maybe not i think i think we ate at one coming back from the casinos it was like in braintree massachusetts or something like that so i guess it wasn't in in the casinos in connecticut but um yeah it's like this chain of of seafood restaurants um yeah legal i don't know why it's legal because i don't yeah. right, it's like if you're telling me it's legal it's like i assumed it was legal to the <laughs> yeah. so the, the fact that you're telling me makes me question it now like, yeah it's you know, legal it's legal it's like yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just don't ask any questions it's like, <laughs> like it's not illegal seafood Right, and that's right. that's what they were gonna call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, I have one more idea. I mean, it's okay. Perfect. Uh, which it's kind of like almost a sequel. I we haven't really, I haven't done a lot of fleshing out of this idea, but it's mm-hmm. here, which is kind of a, finally the sequel to Stone Cold with Bosworth, mm-hmm. and I would call it Blood Chain, and it's just like so Bosworth is back, Stone is back, and then. So he, you know, he has to go after another motorcycle gang because Chains is gone, and Ice. Spoiler, but so, <laughs> but see, it's kind of like a rehash a little bit, but this will be a lot. It'll be a, a, even grittier than the first one, it's like because he has a chain, like you said, like a chain of restaurants. But this is a, <laughs> but this is uh, actual blood chain. So this is a special weapon. He whips people, and um. Everyone's kind of back though, you know. Sam McMurray, or <laughs> it's it's a sequel you always wanted, but it's even tougher. Blood Chain. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I can't imagine the future because he is in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't a Stone Cold sequel. It must have been a big hit at the video store. Well, it was, I think, and and on cable, and I don't know, how, you know, if it was a big hit in the theater, but I think it was later um but i don't i'm not you know 100 i'm assuming we would all watch a sequel to stolen coal well yeah of course but i do i am concerned because you know what you're just saying you know like was it sony that just comes up with these stupid kind of sequels (laughs) you know like cop and a half two inside man two oh yeah one um, of those hard target two i don't want it to be like one of those that they just this will be a real sequel with with bosworth everyone's back it's not one of these cash-ins so it's but Lance Henriksen would be back as a different character. Is that sure. What you're thinking? Even William Forsythe. And just everyone's back. So, yeah. Because you don't really get that ever. Usually these characters are dead. <laughs> well, because you know, if you you know, well, now we're living in the world of Cobra Kai, where we we catch up with these characters, you know, forty years later. I think we could easily do that with Stone Cold. Like, you know, what's he up to now? 
Yeah. Yeah, he'd be drinking his like egg milkshakes or whatever he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he had a pet turtle or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or is it an iguana? He had a pet iguana. Yeah, um, what's his name? Had a pet turtle. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Mercedes. Um, oh. Brendan Gleason had a pet turtle. In Mr. Mercedes? Yeah, he had a, I don't know if you remember this, but he had a pet turtle. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool to have a pet turtle. Matt, do you want a pet turtle? Yeah, you know, I had a friend growing <laughs> up who had two pet turtles. Uh, they were uh, like box turtles, or I don't remember. Yeah, and um, it was the, the idea of them seems great, but. You know, you're kind of just like, you know, you kind of put them out and let them kind of walk around. But then it's like they're just going to get into stuff. And so, um, yeah, I guess, you know, as, as a pet, um, yeah, I don't know what I would do with a pet turtle. I, you know, because like, like I said, my friend had them and it seemed like a great idea. I think my dad got me snapping turtles from uh, the kind of little small ones from like a, a swamp. And he thought like <laughs> they'd be a great pet. And you know, I was like, no, I'm, you know, it's going to let them, I, I, you know. Uh, let them let them go back out in the uh, in the swamp or whatever behind our house and uh, yeah let them do their thing because yeah they're 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 a cool idea but yeah I think they're it, I don't it's like kind of the same thing I guess almost like with the alligator only not as dangerous you know with with uh, Crockett having the alligator for a pet oh yeah yeah <laughs> well I do want to be more like Crockett yeah oh well, I guess that's a, a good way to wrap this up it was all the ideas yeah. um, well those are some good no subject subjects I hope it worked out well yeah. um well for well, Matt, for uh, a wrap-up, what are your plugos? <laughs> yeah, so, of course, the, the usual dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's where you can kind of find everything. The only thing I've noticed is if you if you go through it on your, your mobile device, you don't see all the links. So it's good if you if you page to the very bottom, you can click view web version, and that'll give you the links to things like uh, social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, I guess I'm on Instagram, but I haven't used it in a while. So I usually got, I'll, I'll, I'll like uh, the, the, the Thai Action Rocks ones and, and Thai and I will kind of touch base on on uh, what we've got going on. on for, we got for, cooking you know, yeah, for those subjects. Or... Exactly. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I use it for, but um, maybe I should start posting on it. But yeah, I, I don't so much. Um, So that's probably the big one. Of course, the, the podcast is, um, you can find, I think at this point, almost I can say most major podcatchers. It used to just be a, a couple, but um, I think... Pretty much every place has it now um, since I've, I've moved to Anchor. Um, so. right, that's very really good. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, um, uh, the, the novel, uh, Holtman Arms, is my newest novel. You can get that on Kindle um, or paperback at Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and look up Holtman Arms, H-O-L-T-M-A-N, and then Arms, um, it will come up. You'll, you'll have to sift through maybe some, uh, some uh, I guess, Things about the Holtman arm, the the, the name Holtman I, and their crest right. Or whatever. I, I want to say a farewell to arms, but that that title's already been taken. <laughs> exactly. So <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get something a little more unique. I wanted to be like, because it's the name of the apartment that the main character lives in, where he meets other characters. So that's where the name comes from. But um, my last novel, A Girl and a Gun, it was almost impossible to find on Amazon because when you type in A Girl and a Gun, you just get like these huge like ten DVD. Um, it's a whole list of these 10 DVD packages about women shooting things and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ty, I think exactly. you have some of those, don't you? I think so, yeah. It's like yeah. It's probably some, like, I don't have any examples right now, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, Oh, you mean those garbagey movies? Oh, like, yeah. like high kicks. Right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, like pre-streaming, those were a great deal because you could get a bunch of stuff that you normally wouldn't get, um, you know, 20 movies or something like that. You could, like load up on a bunch of stuff but then um you know now with streaming it's like so much of that stuff's on tubi now that it's like you know what am i gonna buy it what am i gonna but but i guess like they they live on in um yeah guys guys still support physical media for the most part you know, yeah because like, you never know because they can go away on tubes yeah, yeah. Like, tubi does have commercials so yeah yeah it, and it things do go gone. away yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing, right? For us, like those ten movie packs are probably still a good deal because you get, you never know what kind of gems you might unearth on there. But um, but yeah, I think in terms of like the sales, I don't know if maybe like the dollar store. I've heard the dollar store you can get like Blu-rays at the dollar store. Now. Oh, you yeah. can. I have. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been there in a while. Maybe they got some new stuff for once. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah you gotta then, check, guess, always check your dollar store. You know, yeah. You know what you're gonna find. And then yeah. let's see our pluggos. Uh, let's see. Type in comeuppancereviews.net. Uh, it will be on, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Tasha Rocks is the Instagram as Matt mentioned. I posted Penn and Taylor get killed today. 
Okay. Um, what more could you want? That's what the tagline says. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. But, um, and then I guess that's about it. Thanks again for being on the show, Matt. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Another wacky, crazy time. Another wacky idea. And we'll have some more uh, no-subject ideas, too. They're, they're tricky to think of. That's why it takes months to uh, come back to these ideas. Well, you know, when you guys build up, you know, six or so ideas, we'll, we'll do another one. Yeah. Perfect. I'll have to think of, an, I think of some TV shows next time. I know it's, it's just all wacky movies. Do you have, <laughs> right. do you have a person? But then I guess uh, that's about it. Uh, thanks again, Matt. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and thanks then, for uh, having me on. And oh, oh, we're going to do maybe Unsung Dudikov soon. Um, we'll, have to, we'll talk to you about that later. So. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. And then I guess uh, we'll let you guys go. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. If Ernest is after you, book your funeral.